0: Welcome to Step Monsters, a podcast all about the highs and lows of step parenthood. I'm Elise, and this is Bailey. We're two friends bonded by this crazy stepmom world.
1: Hey, Step Monsters, welcome back. We are super excited to be back. We took a little bit of an extra long hiatus. Elise took a much needed vacation and we are super excited to be back. We did a poll on Instagram earlier this week asking for some feedback on what you all wanted to hear about and the overwhelming majority of you said you wanted to hear us talk about teenagers. So obviously we know teenage years in general, whether you're a stepmom or just a regular parent are sometimes wonderful and most of the time just a total freaking nightmare. So this is totally relevant. It's a good time for us to be discussing teenagers in general. School has been crazy. Everyone's had kind of a rocky year. Mental health has been in question for kids that are in their teen years right now. So we're going to dig into some questions and talk about some things that you all want to hear about. So one of the first things that came to mind when we were brainstorming where do we even start when we're talking about teenagers was actually a question from someone in a DM and they had asked whether or not our stepkids listen to the podcast. So just as a reminder, my stepson is 16, almost 17, and my stepdaughter just turned 20. So we are at the tail end of the teenage years, thankfully, and we've made it out mostly unscathed. But my stepdaughter, who just turned 20, does actually listen to the podcast. I tell her almost everything and she's really excited about the podcast and I think is excited and then also slightly mortified at some potential stories that could come out, especially in an episode talking about the teenage years. Uh, And my stepson knows I have a podcast, but he doesn't listen. I think anything that involves time outside of his computer or his phone is just not worth it for him. So I could confidently say he doesn't listen.
0: (laughs) Well, and your stepdaughter is so funny because some of the stuff that you post or that that we share on Instagram. She'll DM us and say, "I know you're not talking about me. You must be talking about my brother or, you know, like just fun or like, oh, love this post." And I sometimes will write her back and I'm sure that you see that Bailey where I'm like, "You are so cute." So that's she been is. kind of fun to have her follow along. She
1: is. And I always told her too from the very beginning, I'm like, if there's ever anything that we say that makes you uncomfortable, or you feel like I'm saying something that you just don't agree with, or you feel as disrespectful to either you, your mom, our situation, to anybody, please tell me and let me know. And i have no doubt that she wouldn't hesitate to tell me if she feels like I crossed a line. But she also knows that I have my own stories to tell, and I'm going to be honest. And it's just as much my story and my life and my situation as it was hers and her mom's. So I think she understands that there are things that may not be as flattering towards her mom from my perspective. And I'm sure if her mom had a podcast, she would rip me a new one. (laughs) So I think it's nice to know that she understands there's two sides to every story.
0: How do you think she would have felt about the podcast if she were still in the thick of her teenage years? That's a good question.
1: I think she would have still been okay with it. I mean, her and I had a good relationship early on. I would say we got closer her mid-years in high school and obviously closer a lot more so now that she's in college, but I think she would be okay with it. She might have some level of like embarrassment, I I would think, but mostly about the potential stories that I can and will be telling on this episode.
0: (laughs) Well, and I wasn't shocked that, the biggest thing that we got back was people want us to talk about teenagers because just in general, this isn't even a co-parenting, step-family type situation. Having a teenage child is rough, and even my some of my friends who are in fa- families where it's not a divorce situation are like, "Oh my, what is happening to this child?" And like, I feel so disconnected from them. You know, they've changed so much, and those teenage years are hard. and my mom always says that was kind of like the as she had children that was the hardest thing for her to deal with especially me as a girl a, a teenager that I kind of rebel, you know, rebelled a little bit against everything and everyone. So that was not really a surprise to me when that was the general consensus of this topic.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think my mom and I also believe my stepdad in a former episode alluded to the fact that my teenage years were not a cakewalk. I was surely kind of a nightmare teenager. I just I didn't want to do what I was told. I wanted to pretend that I knew everything. Actually, I wasn't pretending in my own mind. I actually did know everything. Oh, didn't we all? Right. So I I don't know. I get it. Um one of the topics that comes up most frequently when we think about teenagers is cell phones. So I don't know about you, but I didn't have a cell phone until I was I think a sophomore in high school and even then it was a uh, if you remember like the Tax, like the flip phone looked really cool, but I Couldn't even text on it. I mean, all like there were no games. There was nothing. All I could do was make phone calls. And even that I had like, what, 100 minutes a month. So it's not like I could go crazy on it. I had to use my own personal landline on the phone in my bedroom in order to make the long phone calls. But what about you? Did you have a cell phone when you were growing up?
0: I did. I think we are both of that era where it was like the green screen and like, you were so cool if you had like the sideways flip phone, but you just reminded me, I completely forgot about having minutes and like, you only had so many texts a month. And so you had to keep track of how many texts you had sent, or you'd get like a notification that like you have 10 text messages left for the month. And it's like, that was so cool. And you were like really happening if you had unlimited text and calling, but yeah, I was... I think eighth grade or freshman year. I'm pretty sure it was eighth grade when I got a phone. And, but yeah, they're not nearly what they are today. It's totally not.
1: And I can't even imagine. I mean, the worst thing I had when it came to social media, like MySpace wasn't even really a thing until like later in high school, even a little bit of college, but was AOL Instant Messenger. And let me tell you, there was a whole lot of bullying that went on on AOL Instant Messenger and probably like inappropriate things between that and some shady ass Yahoo chat rooms that I, I can't even like go into that. My mom would murder me, but- ASL, um, babe,
0: what's your ASL? ASL,
1: <laughs> yes. It was so creepy looking back at it. I'm like, I was so dumb. Like really Bailey, how stupid can you be? And that was such a limited amount of freedom and flexibility and the availability of information that people had at that time. And now looking at our kids that are teenagers, I mean, I know you have two that are kind of preteen and one one in the middle of teenage years, the amount of information that they have access to at their fingertips and the vulnerability that exists is terrifying. I cannot imagine being a kid right now and trying to stay sane and have like good, solid, strong confidence, especially a girl like all this stuff. I mean, I me, I'm in my 30s and I even have a hard time looking at all of these like unrealistic body expectations on Instagram and I have to really be careful and mindful of who I follow because it skews your reality. So, how do you mitigate that when someone's not even at a point in their life where they can understand those types of feelings to begin with and when they're already insecure because you're kind of like those awkward years. I mean, I I feel like this isn't something that anyone has really mastered yet, but How would you recommend people help their teenagers be successful knowing that they have pretty much unfettered access to technology and social media and inappropriate
0: things? Social media is hard. And even as adults on social media, there's still people who hide behind their computer and they can say all of these mean things and usually you know they don't have like a profile photo it's some bare minimum account and they just use it to troll people the more that we can remind our kids that are on social media that that never really goes away we had that with AIM but it would be people you knew that would say even you know they felt like they had this barrier in between you and them because you weren't in person and yeah you're right like if you had blow up with somebody at school and they were on your aim dude they were like mean or you know would say like with their away messages they would be like don't talk to elise she's a total b like in their away message that like everyone sees you know i don't remember specifics but i'm sure stuff like that happened
1: well And we still deal with that, like you said, as adults. I mean, there's even people on Instagram currently that you and I know have nothing but terrible things to say about one or both of us. And they're creating fake accounts to try to, I don't know, get more information. Like, I I don't really care if anybody wants to follow us, whoever you are, go ahead and follow us, but use your real account. And I, you wrote more than welcome to go ahead and give us a follow follow along and hopefully be supportive of the community that we're creating but that's just a testament for exactly what you just said it doesn't go away when you get older and it just continues and you get better at dealing with people that have differing opinions than yours and people that don't support you and maybe be varying levels of vocal about that in one way or another.
0: Yeah. So I think, again, just to follow up that the more you can have communications and let them know that it's that's just a normal part of technology and what we deal with now. There's not really anything you can do to stop it as much as we would love that as parents and just let them know that they're not the only ones dealing with that, that it, it happens to everyone. doesn't matter who you are.
1: Well, and as a step parent, especially, I mean, I don't know about you, but when the kids got cell phones, so they were 13, that was the age that we decided to allow them to have cell phones. And when they got them, we, meaning my husband and his ex wife and myself, agreed to certain restrictions on their phones. They had to have their phone in our bedroom by seven o'clock every night so that we had maybe an hour or two of actual. FaceTime with them outside of just like their faces buried in their screens. And we also had restrictions on the phone. So we restricted adult content and attempted to restrict (laughs) some apps, which my stepdaughter actually found a way around. So one of the apps that we restricted initially and that her mom agreed we needed to restrict was Snapchat. Because when Snapchat first came out, it was before Instagram had the, the whole like disappearing photo function like they do now. But Snapchat was like the nude, send send nudes app. And she was 13, 14, and all of us were like, this is a terrible idea for someone who is A, as beautiful as she is, and B, doesn't understand the consequences of sending the wrong type of picture to the wrong type of person. And do you remember
0: sorry, not to interrupt you, but do you no, remember no. as teenagers, when you would get that text message from that boy that you liked, like, Hey, send me a picture. And it's like, well, what if I don't send him a picture? Is he going to be mad and not like me? And yeah. it's so asinine. And like, I would look back now and, you know, from a totally different perspective and be like, tell him to kick rocks. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's just, but so yeah, Snapchat is terrifying.
1: It's terrifying. So we told her she couldn't have it. And at some point, I can't even remember how we found out, but at some point we found out that she was using Snapchat. So we checked her phone, not every night, but every now and again, we would just do like a spot check at night just to make sure that everything was kosher and, oh, I remember how we figured this out. So we have like the family app sharing enabled, and neither my husband nor I had Snapchat, and we saw Snapchat as one of the apps in our family sharing account. We were like, huh. So wasn't on her phone at the time. So what we did is we went into parental settings on iOS and disabled her ability to delete apps. So didn't tell her this, of course. <laughs> and the next morning she wakes up and seemingly downloads Snapchat. Again, she had been deleted it every single night and later that day we get a call from her she's hysterically crying and she's like my phone it reset i don't know what happened i think it's broken this little sneak tried to factory reset her phone in order to get rid of the app so that we wouldn't know that she had actually downloaded it (laughs) and so we were like Mm -hmm. why don't you come (laughs) home let's
0: talk about it (laughs) and i mean that's pretty that's pretty smart i feel like that's something i would have done as a teen it's totally something i would have done too very
1: sneaky very smart um but when she came home we were like all right so you you want to fess up now like we tell me about Snapchat. And of course she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not doing anything bad. And we were like, well, now you can't have it. And I think that was probably when she was around 14 and we stuck to our guns and did not let her have Snapchat until she was 18 years old.
0: what does she say about that now
1: have you talked to her about it she's totally humiliated by it she did not love getting caught she was always terrified of doing something to get caught and she did more things as a teenager than my stepson has at least to date that were sneaky um but that one that was a pretty good one so she she didn't have snapchat until she was 18 and on her 18th birthday we unlocked all the parental settings and she downloaded snapchat but my stepson on the other hand so he came to us i think it was about a year ago so when he was 15 ish and he had said i want snapchat and we were like well we made my stepdaughter wait until she was 18 but you've been pretty responsible with your phone your grades are really good and you've proven that you can be a responsible human and for the most part make good choices, at least that we know of. And so we, my husband had actually reached out to his ex-wife and said, Hey, he wants Snapchat. What do you think about it? And she said, you know, as long as you guys don't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. So that was a a good co-parenting opportunity and sort of a adjustment in our original strategy around social media apps that I think was really easy. So it was just a, let's have a discussion about it and let's see if we can adjust the rules if we need to.
0: Well, and I think it's important to note that, of course, kids are all different and have different personalities. So, but I'm, I always makes me happy to hear when there's a positive like co-parenting situation like that, when you're dealing with something that evolves you know deciding together on social media or anything for that matter so
1: kudos to them and you yeah I mean, I really was a, a backseat driver on that <laughs>
0: for, are for you, sure. Are you connected with him on Snapchat?
1: No way. I'm not even connected with my stepdaughter on Snapchat. I don't think either. I, I actually can't even tell you the last time I opened Snapchat, but I don't think either of them have any interest in connecting with me, uh, nor do I have any interest in seeing what either of them are posting at this point. But that wasn't the only thing that she... Did that was a little bit sneaky. There was also, so I had mentioned before, we made them put. There are phones in our bedrooms at night. And I for some reason I noticed that her phone had been moved during the night. And so one night I had just gotten up to go to the bathroom and it was probably one o'clock in the morning. And I'm laying there in bed and I all of a sudden see my bedroom door like creak because we left it cracked.
0: <laughs> a ghost in the house. <laughs> we
1: left it cracked a little bit, but it like creaks open slowly. Okay,
0: I would have seriously <laughs> pooped my pants. <laughs>
1: I knew, I knew it was her. I heard like the creaks because we have a two-story house. So I heard the creaks on the floor outside of my bedroom door. I totally heard her coming down the hall, <laughs> and so I just lay there. I didn't move. I saw the door creak open, I'm like looking at the ceiling. And I sit up in bed, and this chick is no joke army crawling across our bedroom floor it's to the get on your phone. To or, her side phone. Of
0: the bed or your husband? The phone's
1: on my husband's side of the bed, which is the opposite side of the so door. She so she has to crawl
0: you. past
1: oh, our bed so and good. get the phone. And then crawl back out. And so I all I did, I didn't say anything. I just sat up in bed. And she just like <laughs> froze.
0: <laughs>
1: <you hear> <sighs> and I think she put her phone back and then like left. And from then on, we just closed and locked our door every night. I'm like, well, I guess we're not sleeping with the door open anymore. But did That's- she
0: like did she like stand up and walk out and say nothing? Or did yeah. she like stood go- up, walked out, said nothing? <laughs> Classic. I'm like, What's so
1: urgent at one o'clock in the morning where you had to literally sneak into my bedroom? And I, I don't even, my husband's a very sound sleeper. And I'm from what I know, I think his ex-wife is too. So I'm guessing she had been doing that at her mom's house for quite some time and underestimated my sleepiness.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. And it's one of those things that if mom has the same rules at her house, like sometimes you just want to ring them up and be like, has this happened, like, what funny stories do you have with her trying to get into, you know, your bedroom at night or, oh um, gosh. just yes. sharing like the, the funniest stuff. That's hysterical. step. My cheeks legitimately hurt right now.
1: Yeah. I would love to swap stories. I'm sure there are plenty. I mean, her, her mom has been, I think actually not, I think I know harder on her than she has been on my stepson. I think that's probably partially like older child syndrome. And then also partially because she's a girl and there's just this total double double standard for girls on social media and how much skin they show and what they say and who they talk to. And I think that's part of the reason her mom has been a lot harder on her. But even still to this day, I mean, she was just telling me that she'll go over there. She's 20 years old now and get griped on about a crop top that she's wearing or something that she did or whether or not she's spending too much time on her phone, which she's an adult. So we don't really gripe on her for that here, but it's just, it's very different. And as they get older, it's so hard too when they go between two different households, because there are more things to set boundaries around and there's more opportunity for them to get upset especially with the phone there's like something about the phone that is almost like a crack addict like you take away their drugs and they're all of a sudden they like lose their mind i think i had told you once before that my stepson during the whole like Fortnite period he turned into like a completely different human i even joined this like moms of teen boys facebook group and there was like a ban Fortnite movement <laughs> in that group because they would turn these teenage boys into like little rage monsters i don't know what it was about the game and perhaps you can enlighten me because i know you and your husband have played Fortnite before but something about when you lost in that game just incited so much rage in him and we had so many conversations with my husband and his ex-wife about what do we do who is this kid he's a total monster do we ditch the game like none of us really knew how to handle that at all
0: well and how does that work if there's a disagreement does he take the console like back and forth or you guys each just have one at your house
1: that's actually funny so we've gone full swing left and right on this so at one point he had an xbox both at his mom's house and at our house and something happened at her house i I don't really know what exactly, but I'm guessing it was some sort of like ragey outburst. And she came over one day and my husband, I think, was at work and I was working from home. So I answered the door. I didn't know she was coming. And she has like an Xbox, some controllers and like a bundle of cords in her arms. And she was like, (laughs) I need you to take this. And so I just like slowly reached over and like took the console. I was like, "Okay." is is everything okay? And she was like, no, this is not welcome at my house anymore. I was like, ooh, all right. And that, that's actually happened both ways. So we have given... Now he has a PC, he doesn't use the Xbox anymore. But recently, actually, it was like sometime late last year, we gave the PC over to her. We were like, nope, this is not welcome at our house anymore. I mean, he had this like full on outburst and like called me and my husband names and was like screaming and really acting like an eight year old kid who was having just a total tantrum. Mind you, he's six feet tall and almost 17 years old. So just imagine that. And it was, it was very interesting and very mind blowing. But my husband had actually called his ex-wife because It's happened a lot where we'll restrict something at our house and then he goes over there and he just gets to do whatever he wants. But my husband had actually called her while it was happening. So she could hear him screaming at my husband on the phone and said, like, he needs to get out. Like he says he wants to go live with you. He doesn't want to be here. And you can take the PC with you. I'm going to keep the phone because he no longer gets it because we pay for it. And she, that was the first time where she really was like, okay, yep, I. I agree. And I think her hearing it firsthand instead of hearing it through like two stories between my husband and his son was a critical moment, even though it was terrible to hear and it was terrible to like watch unfold. I think that was necessary for them to align on that.
0: I think we've heard so much from women on Instagram that have reached out to us with similar things that they deal with of if the discipline is different at each house, which I think is super common. It's just different parenting styles. And you know, how, how so on, on one side of the spectrum, if you're a, a child in a divorced family, you kind of get the benefit of, eh, your punishment's kind of lighter if, if parent, mom and dad don't agree because, well, I'm gonna go back to dad's house or I'm gonna go back to mom's house and I'm gonna get my stuff back. So that's always an interesting topic and something that people are like, how do I navigate this? And what do I do if mom and dad don't agree on discipline styles when there's things that you just have to do it? And I mean, I'm sure you remember when we had phones and I think it's funny because if I were to get in trouble as a teen, my parents wouldn't take away my car. They would take away my phone because they do. I was going to care more about the phone for some reason, which is so weird because you would think I would have cared more about the car because I can't go anywhere, But I didn't. It's like the cell phone. I was glued to that thing. It was like my lifeline to my friends. Yeah.
1: My parents took away both (laughs) my car and my phone at every opportunity they had. But, you know, what's interesting you say that. So that's one thing that we we took away my stepdaughter's phone several times. I think the longest she lost it for was like maybe a month or two. And that was when she was was she 13 or 14? I think she was 14. She... We dropped her off at the movies with one of her friends and I already she, know where you're going with
0: this. <laughs> she did, I she did tells, the same thing.
1: She tells us, "Oh, I totally did the same thing." She tells us she's going to see one movie. It was like some Disney movie and it started at X time and so my husband and I are like, "All right, we'll go grab dinner and hang out and then we'll we'll be back. We know that movie is around an hour and 45 minutes long plus previews, so we'll be back in about 2 hours." And so we came back in about 2 hours and saw the people exiting the theater for that movie and lo and behold she was not with them so we have find my friends app on her phone and my husband pulls it up and you know find my friends it's like accurate to a certain distance Mm -hmm. and right behind the movie theater is an apartment complex so he sees her little find my friends dot in the apartment complex behind the movie theater. Oh, and flip. he lost his shit, Elise. We literally drove around to the back of the theater. He hopped the fence to the apartment complex and is going door to door listening for like loud music for like a party. Meanwhile, oh, that's I'm texting- I
0: would have been like texting her. Oh.
1: Oh, that's what I was doing. So I was waiting and I dropped him off and then like went back. And eventually, like 25 minutes later, she comes out of the theater and I'm like, get in the car. I'm like, you're in such deep shit. So I called my husband. I'm like, I have your kid. And she had snuck in to see Straight of Compton. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's hysterical. So he thought she was in she wasn't in the apartment complex. She was just in a different movie that he was fully convinced that she
1: was like at a party in an apartment complex and I mean, she honestly, just went to see straight out of
0: Compton. I was
1: like, eh, I can't tell you how many times I did that. But of course she lost her phone for I can't remember how
0: long, but that but was a that was a tough one. We didn't have tracking stuff on our phones. So there was never anything like that. So what I used to do is I would go to the movie theater this is and this has nothing to do with step parenting but it's a funny story i would go to the movie theater and like watch my parents drive off and then i would have a friend that was already driving like pull up and pick me up that i knew my parents weren't going to let me hang out with oh yeah i i did
1: all of those same things yeah. it's i think that's just what teenagers do i mean it totally is that's the thing that you have to remember about teenagers i mean even as a step parent I find myself, oh, it's weird. I find myself, I feel, feel like getting really mad when they try to pull one over on us, mostly because I'm probably already feeling like I don't have a lot of say or like I don't have a lot of power in decisions and discipline around those types of things. It's really up to my husband and his ex-wife. I mean, I, I make suggestions now and again, but really what goes is their call, unless it's something that directly involves me, which most of the time it hasn't been. But I find myself getting so angry angry and so worked up whenever they found a way to do something that was against the rules that we had set. And then even angrier when they would go over to their mom's house and the consequences weren't a thing. Like, come on, really? Why would you do that? It just basically like undermines all of our authority, not just mine, but also
0: their dad's. Well, and I think to like what you mentioned prior, where she actually heard, sometimes it's hard when they're not there to understand what happened. And I don't, you know, I always try to see it from the other side, but I think in the same, breath, some of the stuff that you and I totally agree with you, that's frustrating as a step parent, we have to remember that a we did those same things and be like, I just have to remind myself not to take it too personal when that stuff happens, because they're teenagers, and they're bound to make mistakes or test boundaries. It's just a part of like, I think, understanding who you are and growing into becoming someone who makes their own set of rules for themselves. And so I don't know. Again, we should have a psychologist on sometime because maybe that's like a healthy part of coming into your adulthood is testing some of that stuff so you know what works and what doesn't work for yourself as an adult or what you like and don't like. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I've been I feel like I've been pretty lucky with my stepkids. I mean, they're they're great kids and for the most part Other than the differing of rules between our house and their mom's house, there hasn't been too many disagreements on how to handle things like cell phones, like driving, when those, those certain things happen. So I know a lot of the questions that we got were, how do you handle when there's disagreements with those things? And I really don't know. I mean, we pay for their cell phones. So Part of me feels like if i pay for it then i my husband and i have the ultimate and final say with what happens to them but at some point that's also not entirely fair i mean there's a reason we pay for them and she doesn't and i don't want to punish her for something that her kid did but that's a that's a mind fuck in my head because there's so many different emotions wrapped up in that and so many different people's feelings when you're trying to decide what happens if we disagree on this like I don't I don't know what we would do if all of a sudden we said all right well because my steps on the last outburst that I was just talking about we were really close to basically turning in his iPhone and getting him like a dumb phone and his mom was like ah i prefer that you didn't do that. It's going to make my life a lot harder too. And I just I just mentally
0: struggle with that because if I pay for it, I want the say. I, how don't, would I it, don't know. How would it play out if she really felt strongly about him keeping the phone and you guys said, no, we're not going to do that? What do you think that scenario would look like? Nasty. <laughs> it would be bad. I mean,
1: we we try really hard to keep the peace, which I can't remember if it was you that posted it or if I saw the post somewhere else, but it said something about keeping the peace is
0: actually a trauma response. Um, and- yes. Yeah, so uh, this is a really cool story. Yes, One of the, when was, so we were just on vacation, like you mentioned, and I, it's crazy. Ever since we started this podcast, I feel like I've met more stepmoms just like in my regular life. And I met this really cool stepmom who is a half and half stepmom of four girls, ranging in age from, I believe, like 10 to 17, maybe. I don't remember specifically. And so she's following our podcast now, and she posted that today. She's really big into yoga. And I just thought that resonated so well. It totally does. And it's it
1: was actually cause me some self-reflection because I, I mean, I just literally said it, we try our best to keep the peace and to not rock the boat. And that puts our own boundaries at risk. When we do that, I'm compromising my beliefs and my boundaries to try to keep the peace, which I, if anybody that knows me, you know, that I struggle with that in general. And I've tried really hard, especially as of late to get better at keeping boundaries and I pretty much will do anything for my family, but there's been certain scenarios lately where I just, I, the mental toxicity that exists in some of those little pockets of my life, I I have to say no. And it's pissed some people off that I've said no, but I'm, when I say no, I'm okay with that. I've, I'm at peace with the fact that I know that person is not going to be happy with me because I'm saying no. And I think that's something that Had I been able to hit the rewind button on the whole stepmom thing, I would have gotten better at that a lot earlier because it would have helped me find inner peace sooner instead of always getting worked up or always bending over backwards and saying yes to things that I didn't really want to say yes to only because I didn't want to rock the boat or not weighing in, not giving an opinion, not speaking up when we were all together. I just bit my tongue like I felt like fucking Handmaid's Tale girl, like praise be peace be with you. I mean, I, I literally, I, yeah, under his eye. I mean, that's what I, that's what I felt like. And that's not me. I'm outspoken. I'm outgoing. That is totally the opposite of my personality. And I somehow let myself become the handmaid tale with the red fucking cloak. And I, I didn't, I don't want to be that person. And I, I wish I could go back and redo some of that, but I can't and you know we're here now and we have a, a pretty decent relationship with my husband's ex-wife. I mean it's it's cordial. We don't like chit chat or anything ever about anything but the kids, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, I think as stepmoms, moms I, I wouldn't say that every single stepmom is this way. You and I definitely are where we are people pleasers and tend to want to make sure that everyone's happy. And you know, I tried that I bent over backwards in the beginning to people, please. And to make everyone happy, even the people outside of my family that I interact with. And as I've gotten older, I have self-reflected and I, some of the choices that I make, I don't always say, wow, that was a great idea. I I'm perfect. Right. So I know that some things that I do, That cause others to be unhappy. I have to make a change and learn to find a happy medium for anything in my life with the people that I love that um, rock the boat. But that being said, I've learned to also try to find that happy medium where I get to live my life the way that I choose as an adult, but also make sure that I'm not trampling over anyone in the process. Right? That's not ever the vibe or who i want to be as a stepmom so it's a a totally a learning curve forever i think you could be a stepmom for 20 years and you're going to battle something new as kids get older and you know weddings or grandkids like there's just so many different things that we're just all kind of learning as we go and as these different situations approach us. So, it'll be interesting to see when your stepdaughter gets married. That's going to be oh a whole gosh. new challenge, right? I haven't
1: even thought about that. You know, it's so funny. I actually had lunch with a stepmom. It was a friend of mine connected us. I had lunch with her last week and she has a crazy situation. She has two kids of her own that are 14 and 16 and her new husband also has two kids that are 14 and 16 and she has a great relationship with her ex-husband and his new girlfriend. Who she gets along with. So she's like bio mom in kind of blended family scenario, but then also stepmom in a scenario that is so bad where her husband's ex-wife actually assaulted her at some point. Crazy, Run. crazy, crazy stories. Oh, that's scary. I will definitely have her on as a guest at some point because mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait to dig into some of those stories. But one of the things that she actually brought up at lunch was exactly that. It was, have you thought about when your stepdaughter gets married. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not. I can't imagine not being there when she goes to like try on wedding dresses. But at the same time, I can't imagine how upset that might make her mom. And to not be able to like, like such a once in a lifetime thing with your daughter and a thing that you really need to experience. And I found myself at lunch Wondering, should I just bow out of that already, and just say I'm not going to go, or do I leave it up to her? And is that too much pressure? Like that also was a harsh reality because part of me mentally, I'm like, oh, when they turn 18, it's going to be so much easier. But then you run into all of these other life events post teenage years, and they're adults and they can make their own decisions, and it doesn't stop there. I mean, she'll she'll even be 21 next year, and there's been topic of conversation around a Vegas trip. And my husband and I are total Vegas lovers. And we were like, we are not going on a a dual family (laughs) Vegas trip. Like we do dual family birthdays. Like, I just can't Mm do it. Yeah, not doing it. But like, I hadn't even thought past 18. So much of my like step parenthood was like, just get to 18, just get to 18. Then everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be amazing. And there's a whole nother chapter of step parenthood that I was not mentally (laughs) prepared for that she brought up when
0: we were at lunch. Well, and it's kind of sad to think about, right? Because we pour so much time and love and dedication of our own lives and changing who we are for these kids. And it's like, yeah, are you going to be at the wedding dress shopping? You know, when she has a baby, are you going to be one of the first folks to be there at the hospital? Maybe not with her in the room when she's delivering, but like, are you going to be, is she going to want you outside waiting? And like, I just, there's so many things that are just the unknown because most stepmoms we do think okay once they turn 18 it's going to be totally different and that's like the light at the end of the tunnel but it's really not the end and it's there's not. so many other things that we're going to struggle with and are going to be cuz we're not we're not mom we're not dad
1: no we're not and i know you and i have talked at length about our plans for when your stepdaughters are 18 and just the the freedom that that will give you as a stepmom given some of your situations right now but you're right. I mean, there are some things that will get easier when they turn 18 and definitely did get easier when my stepdaughter turned 18, but there's a whole nother world out there. And one of the things that I know my stepdaughter was really great at considering that I think other parents should encourage their kids to think about is when you're a teenager, you ultimately have more say in your life. You have more responsibility. You can be more opinionated. You can think about things differently than when you're a small child in a blended family scenario. But things you say and your actions have consequences that most likely will extend beyond your 18th birthday. How you treat people, how you treat your mom, how you treat your dad, how you treat your stepmom, stepdad, your siblings, step-siblings, whoever, that doesn't end when you turn 18. Those people are in your life forever, especially when you have kids together and you are an actual blended family. And I, I wish more kids realized that. I mean even me, I was a nasty bitch to my stepdad when I was growing up. He's and so
0: funny by the way. I loved having him
1: on. He's so funny, but I didn't realize how hard I made things on him and I especially didn't realize until I became a stepmom and I remember there was a Father's Day where I actually like cried and wrote this super heartfelt card to him apologizing for how nasty I was and I didn't realize how hard I had made life on him and I was you know, putting wedges between he and my mom during their relationship. And my actions had consequences and they really hurt him. And I was in every core cell in my body. I was right in the things that I said to him and how I treated him at the time. But later in life, I'm like, actually, he's actually pretty fucking cool. And he's been the only one that's been there for me my whole life. And he brought this totally different dynamic to my life that I would have never had if he wasn't there. And I think stepkids in general forget that when they get wrapped up in their own scenario and in their own heads, like there's there's positivity that you can find here. And you, you can't forget that how you treat people now and things you say and do now will
0: still be be in people's memories after you're 18 well and even the conversations i have with my mom with some of the just the mean ugly stuff that i did to her and i mean i'm sure she was like crying herself to sleep at night and upset because we just didn't have a good relationship when i was a teenager and i talked to her every single day now we're totally best friends and i'm like I wish I could go back and change some of those things. And and she has said, you know, you can't you can't go back and change it. But I love that you feel now like it was you're just so remorseful. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you live and you learn and you make mistakes. We all do, even as adults, like I still, there's times where I'm like, have to apologize to one of my friends or, you know, fall on the sword for something that I do that might piss somebody off and make sure that I keep myself in check.
1: Yeah, we're, we're not perfect. It's easier to fall on the sword, the older you get and the more repetitions you have doing so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when you're a kid... It's hard to understand how words that you say can really have lasting consequences. And particularly in the teenage years, when people are just so emotional in general and emotions are heightened and everything is so dramatic and so much bigger than it actually is
0: in real life, things can just get easily out of control. And that's the scary thing too, is there's so many kids, especially now with a pandemic that don't have an outlet, right? And they feel all these insane emotions and everything is so dramatic and important in their mind. And I always try to remind anyone that's a teenager that's going through a rough time that it's not always gonna be like that. Things change and the things that you deem as like over the moon important as a teenager, are so insignificant in the grand scheme of things that you know. I it just it. I feel bad for teenagers because I think that that can consume them and they feel like this is just life, which it's not. Teenagers everything are is, just very hard. Everything is temporary, no matter what it
1: is. And I mean, I, I even said that to a stepmom who was messaging us over the weekend. She was saying, "I'm just having a really hard time with this scenario right now." And I just reminded her, "This is temporary. The way that you're feeling right now in this specific situation that you are in." with your husband and with your stepdaughter this is temporary it's gonna change it may not entirely go away but it will change and it will most likely get better but right now it sucks and there's nothing that you can do about that it just fucking sucks sometimes and I don't nobody wants to I'm not gonna put like rose colored glasses on anyone and be like stepmotherhood is so freaking amazing it's always perfect it's rainbows and sunshine I get to be the Disneyland mom because that's just
0: not how it goes it's hard right right. five years five months five days will it matter yes we
1: should uh, trademark that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Trademark my monster. by step monsters. <laughs> Honestly, it keeps me sane. Good. Well,
1: there are so much more that we could tap into from a, a teenager perspective. And if you're listening now and there's something specific that we didn't cover that you want to hear more about, please shoot us a message. Our Gmail is stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at stepmonsterpodcast. We really try to formulate our episode schedule around what you want to hear about the most. So if there's something that we missed or a specific scenario that you want us to break into, we are all ears. We also offer one-on-one coaching sessions with one of us for 30 or 60 minutes if you're just really struggling and we're here for you. If if that's a DM, then that's cool. If it's an email, that's cool. If it's a one-on-one session, also cool, but we're here for you and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks ladies and (laughs) gents.